There is no doubt we're coming into a very uncertain time. And all of us in one way or the other are going to have to face some difficulties, some hard times, some disappointments, and being prepared for what may happen next. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Wednesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, I opened up with this thought about facing the reality of some hard times. And there's no doubt in my mind there's going to be hard times ahead for many of us. As a number of you that listen on a regular basis know, we've been trying to sell our home in Georgia so we could be closer to family in Virginia. And we got word this week that the sale has fallen through. And we had had our hopes set high to to get this home sold while we could. And the buyers, they have their reasons. I'm not going to get into that. Honestly, my suspicion is that during these uh, few weeks since they first decided they wanted the home, almost three and a half weeks ago, maybe even four weeks, there's been some economic bad news. And a lot of people are getting nervous about spending money in this very uncertain economy, and I can understand that. Well, that means all the plans that we have been making are now put on hold indefinitely or are going to have to be rethought entirely. And yeah, it's a huge disappointment. And also during these last days and weeks, I've been going through a health issue that has me deeply concerned. Now, as of the time that I'm putting this program together, I see some progress, but but I'm not 100% certain how well I'm doing. I've had blood in my urine, to be quite blunt, and we're talking lots of it. I spent, as you heard on Monday, I spent a good part of this past weekend in the emergency room getting a CAT scan and other things, and so we still don't know Is this just some kind of an infection, or is it something else? There are a lot of things that can cause it, and yeah, while far down on the list, bladder cancer, it could be, but I'm going to put my faith and my trust in my Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm going to ask you, my listeners, to, to pray for me and my wife for wisdom as we deal with this issue, the fact that our house hasn't sold, the house we thought we could get, now we can't. And, and rather than be upset, angry, or disappointed, we just need to step back and know and be still, as the Bible says, and know that he is God and look for his leading and direction during this time. What is God's plan? Now, I'm going to change gears just for a little bit. Over the past weekend, there's a clergyman. He's about half my age, maybe not quite half my age, but um, he's just a go-getter. And he is in the same group that I am in, and he is rethinking the strategy of how do we plant churches in this ever-increasing secular time. Now, you hear me complain all the time about woke churches, churches that have abandoned the gospel, churches that have taken on sin and celebrated versus talking and speaking against it. We no longer talk about repentance. We talk about just accepting everybody and everything the way it is. And that's not a biblical point of view. 
Too many people go to church to feel good about themselves. They want the music to talk about me and not about the things of God. Too many people get disappointed with church. They go, I just got nothing out of it. Well, what did you put into it? Did you go there for a show? Did you go there to be entertained? Did you go there hoping that somebody would say something to tickle your ears and make you feel good about yourself? You know, this is not the first church of Oprah Winfrey or Dr. Phil. This is Christ Church. And the reality is we're not promised to always have good times. In fact, the early disciples knew that being a Christian could be, well, deadly, to be quite blunt. And they gave it all. They sacrificed everything for the cause of Christ. There was a long stretch of time where people knew, and they fully accepted being hated for holding on to the name of Christ. Many that gave their life. Many that knew that was the price of discipleship. The American church is not really known hard times. The closest the American church in the past couple hundred years is known of hard times is the pandemic. And that was bad enough to prove that government could shut you down. I believe we're coming into a worse time. And I think the woke churches, yeah, they'll do fine because they're not bringing anybody to the saving knowledge of Christ. They're deceiving them. And as the Bible says, when they stand before him, they'll say, hey, we we went to church in your name. And then the Lord will say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Been having a discussion with a clergyman overseas in a, in a church group that has gone basically apostate. I mean, literally, the Church of the Antichrist, as far as I'm concerned, trying to excuse all manner of sin and that it's all right. And how dare I be, quote, judgmental? The Bible didn't say that. Yes, it does. They try to reinvent what the Bible says. What did St. Paul write? They'll heap upon themselves teachers with itching ears to hear what only they want to hear. Ever, ever, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. We live in a time of deception and we're coming into a time of economic turmoil. I think this administration could get us into a world war if we're not careful. I don't hold out a whole lot of hope for the 2022 election as many of you do. I think it's going to be a lot of rhinos sneaking in. And I think it'll be business as usual. Get ready for 2008 plus on steroids. It's coming. And it's coming very quickly. You can see it. And I can see it. Now on the program today, Jim Calhoun has a lot to share with you. And I kind of know what he's going to talk about. And I believe that everything he's about to share with you is something you need to hear. And most important, in spite of all the bad news that's out there, I believe you'll find everything he has to say a great encouragement for you. Thanks, Bob. Once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. I've been doing lots of research for this show because there's lots of things happening all over the world that are very troubling right now. And I've been really trying to think of ways to outsmart these elite people. And that's what this show is kind of going to be about is different things that we can do to kind of protect ourselves and our family. Because right now, 
I've used this term before, and a lot of people are using it. It's called the perfect storm. And right now, we're all facing a perfect storm of, I hate to say this, but doom and gloom as far as the economy is concerned, and as far as the inflation and food shortages, and just the collapse of our whole civilization right now. It seems like we have just massive drug use. We have lots of homelessness. We have lots of mental illness. People that should be institutionalized so they can get some help are instead roaming the streets, just doing drugs. And human trafficking is at an all-time high. And it seems like that everything that you can look at, something is broken. And not only broken, but looks like almost broken beyond repair. It almost looks like that if you want to use an analogy, if you want to look at the world right now and compare it to an old car, it's almost like this old car is ready for the junkyard and not to be parted out, but just to be crushed. There's not a lot of good things that are happening right now that we can point at and say that our future is going to be solid and going to be happy and good things are going to happen. And I think a lot of it's because the world has turned its back on Almighty God. I do think that God did bless the United States, but all of the Western civilization in the entire world has totally shunned Almighty God and turned their back on everything that you would say would be God's purpose. We have secret societies running amok. We have a deep state and a pseudo-government all around the entire world. And it seems like that the European Union is now totally owned by a deep state, whether it's the deep state that owns the United States or not, I'm not sure. But I know the United States is just teetering on the edge of disaster. And then you have illegitimate Joe Biden, who is one of the poorest excuses for a human being I've ever seen. Well, I don't understand how anybody that's not mentally ill could say he's doing a good job because he's got just the reverse of the Midas touch. Everything he touches just turns to ash. The man is totally incompetent. But I, for one, think that that's one reason that he's in there is so he can bring on the destruction, so this New World Order cabal of satanic people, so they can come in and start dictating what the terms are for our surrender to them. And I think that all of this is totally man-made. All of the food shortages, all of the wars, all of the viruses that seem to be popping up everywhere like monkeypox now, and there's a real bad virus in the Middle East that's now come up and people are getting sick from that. And it seems like that all of it's man-made and it's put out there for a reason. And the reason is, and I still believe this from the bottom of my heart, depopulation. And you have evil people like Bill Gates that openly state that one of the goals of his vaccines, and keep in mind he's not a doctor, is to depopulate the earth or to reduce earth's population. It seems like that you and me, the common people, I guess what the elite would call useless eaters, 
I guess that we really don't belong on this planet, according to them. Well, it seems like these people are doing one thing that is going to eventually bring them down. They're underestimating, actually they're totally dismissing, the fact that we the people, and I mean the common people of the world, are not stupid. We have an awful lot of intelligent people in our midst, and these people are starting to really see what's happening, and they're getting the word out. Unfortunately, we still have a bunch of brain-dead zombies that are totally brainwashed and programmed, and I just don't know how to reach those people. But we have enough people who are awake now, and enough intelligent people, that it's going to be almost impossible for this New World Order cabal to be successful unless they do some really drastic things that bring all of the different societies throughout the earth to their knees. And what's happening in Africa right now with the United Nations and their food program is criminal. The United Nations has decided to stop feeding the people in South Sudan because they claim they don't have enough money. And so right now there's 1.7 million people in South Sudan who are in danger of starving to death. And as the food crisis keeps growing, things start looking more dire for us as far as us getting through this with keeping our pantry full. I really do feel sorry for the third world countries, and they really need our prayers. But the organizations that claim to want to help are letting a lot of people fall through the cracks. There's so many things happening right now that should not be happening, but they're happening. And in my opinion, they're happening because the deep state, the satanic people, want this to happen. They're making their move, folks. They've been working towards this for years and years. And each and every one of us has been brainwashed and programmed up to a point. And I've been doing so much research for my radio show, and also when I sit in for Bob Bierman on Truth to Ponder, that my view of the world is changing dramatically. Because things that I thought were once sacred and absolutely absolute, in my opinion, I now clearly see that I was brainwashed and that I was only seeing what I wanted to see. But one thing that God has done for me is he's lifted the scales from my eyes, maybe not entirely, maybe not on everything, on every issue, but on enough issues that I can really see what's going on. Lots of people might say, well, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Well, I will wear that with pride because yesterday's conspiracy theory is today's fact. If you would take a list of all the things that were called conspiracy theories and put them in a column and then put a check mark beside the ones that were proven to be true and correct, you'd have a whole page full of things written down with a check mark right beside it. That's one way these elite people and the people who are trying to control mankind, they do that through shunning and also through ridiculing. And to be called a conspiracy theorist is basically being called crazy and irrelevant. And so anytime someone's over their target and can see what's happening, they have to come out and say, conspiracy theorist. 
And then other people will look at you and go, oh, yeah, he's just a conspiracy theorist. Just like it's something really awful and evil. And that's part of the conditioning that we've had. And it seems like that they do that on lots of things. Lots of things that we are told are bad really aren't. And seems like the left, every time you come out against anything, you're a racist or a homophobe or both. Or you're a science denier or whatever else they can throw at you to try to belittle you. But you'll notice that none of these leftists ever want to get into an honest debate. They have to name call and belittle. And they're counting on all the people that are brainwashed just to go along with them and say, oh, yes, these people are conspiracy theorists, or they are racist, or they are what have you. It's even got so bad that I have seen black men in videos being accused of being anti-black racists by white people. They'll go up and call them a white supremacist. Can you imagine being a black man minding your own business at a rally or an event and having someone come up and get in your face and call you a white supremacist? And what's really sad is this stupid person that's calling this black man a white supremacist, they actually believe it. And the people around them that are brainwashed like the one that's making that accusation, they believe it as well. And I've seen some very articulate black men keep their cool, and point out, how can I be a white supremacist when I'm black? And they'd say, well, you are. You're a white supremacist. And so the left has their little catchphrases, and they have their go-to type of things that they call names and try to belittle. But we're going to have to stay one step ahead of these elitists. And it's going to be really tough because we're being attacked at all levels. Have you looked at the price of the gas pump? Well, of course you have. And what about the price at the grocery store? I'm sure you've seen that too. Are you aware that NASDAQ over the last year has lost 34% of its value? Are you aware that Bitcoin and other digital currencies have lost almost two-thirds of their value? One of the people who was made a billionaire through the digital currency had $87 billion. He was the 11th richest man in the world. And just over the last couple of months, that $87 billion has shrunk to $10 billion. Well, he still has $10 billion if he would sell right now, so he's going to be all right. But can you imagine losing that much money? And so we have the people that have been pushing the Bitcoin, and I don't know enough about it to even really make a comment other than I'm skeptical. That's just a personal opinion. But we're seeing everything erode, and the stock market fell below the 30,000-point threshold. And yet we have people that are turning a blind eye, like Janet Yellen, who has no business being where she's at. In my opinion, she's an absolute imbecile, because she seems to be shocked that people are concerned about inflation. Now, how disconnected can you be? Well, you look at illegitimate Joe Biden. I don't think he even knows what planet he's on. And I don't feel sorry for the man. I think he's evil. I think he's an absolute evil man. 
and I think that all of the people who are propping him up are evil as well. And I've got to say, shame on the people that put this senile, decrepit, old, evil man and put him in the running in the first place. But if you actually voted for him, I would hope that you would now regret your vote. And if you don't, well, then I've got to say you're probably part of the problem. Because right now, it is not Democrats against Republicans, because there are no such thing as Democrats and Republicans. What we have is an entrenched deep state, people that are using us to make them rich. You could call them all deceptocrats, because all they do is deceive. I can't name one person. Now, some of them are better than others, but I can't name one person I could say that I honestly trust. When you see them on the camera and they're giving their little speech, they're telling you what they think you want to hear. But when you see them off camera and see what they're really like, these people are all phony. They're as phony as money with Bill Clinton's picture on it. And then our justice system, which is not justice at all, because if it was, why would Hillary Clinton be able to get away with treason? Obvious treason. I don't care if you like her or not. Treason is treason, and she committed it multiple times. But yet, she'll never be held to account because she's one of those useful idiots that the elite has used. And so, as a reward for her good behavior and her loyalty to the deep state, they're going to protect her. And so, while we have people that are actually going to jail around the world, for posting a meme on a private chat room that someone thought was offensive. This happened in Great Britain. A man was sentenced to jail time for making a meme and sharing it on a private chat room. Now think about that. In Great Britain, where supposedly you have free speech, there's just so many things going on, it's really hard to talk about everything. And I know that there's lots of people out there that their head is just spinning because it's just being attacked from so many angles. And a lot of people are tuning out. They're just sick of hearing about it. And I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of talking about it. I wish I never had to mention these people again or these situations. But I have to live in the real world. And so what we have to do as a group, and I'm talking mankind, is we're going to have to get together and find out how to defeat these people before it's too late. Because right now, they're trying to get Japan and South Korea either joining NATO or somehow allying themselves with NATO. Now, why would they want to do that? Because Japan is in the Pacific. Why would they be in the North Atlantic Treaty? And also the same way with South Korea. Well, it's very obvious that NATO is trying to surround Russia, and NATO is being extremely aggressive. And to have Japan go to the big NATO conference in South Korea as well is very evident that NATO is still pushing this, let's surround Russia. And I'm going to tell you right now that Russia is not going to stand for it. Now, I don't care if you're anti-Russia or not. You have to understand that when you're a sovereign country, you should be trying to protect your borders. And Russia is trying to protect their border. We're the country that's not. We're letting everybody come through the border 
accept people that they deem as undesirable, such as educated people. Seems like all they want are third world countries that are down and outers in this country right now. And there's a reason for that too. But we're facing a perfect storm everywhere we look. Ultimately, the solution is we, the people of the world, have to understand that we are under siege. And this is not going to get better. We're never going back to normal. As long as these people have the reins of power. And some of these people that have power, we're not even sure who they are or where they are. And they like it that way. And they use stooge puppets like Biden and the Clintons and other people like that. They use them to do their dirty work. And even the Bushes were all puppets. And I'm not sure about Donald Trump. I voted for Donald Trump twice. But if what happened to Donald Trump happened to me, I know I would be acting a whole lot different than what he's acting. I would have never rolled over and let fraud take place like that. When I had the reins of power, I would have got to the bottom of it. But it all amounts to one thing. We, the people, are under assault. And I don't care if you live in Madagascar or you live in Japan or you live in Topeka, Kansas. I don't care. Mankind is under assault. And then also, to add some more insult to injury, the Spanish government came out and confirmed, which something that I've known for years, but I've been called a conspiracy theorist for, is that the Spanish government has admitted to spraying chemicals up in the air, causing chemtrails. And they've admitted spraying insecticide along with what they claim is different chemicals that can prevent COVID-19, which is absolutely insane. But they say they're trying to save the planet. Well, how can you save the planet by poisoning the earth? Because as those particles come down, they have to hit the ground. And when they do, they are poisoning the earth. And I've noticed here at the ranch a lot of dead ants that are being piled up on ant mounds. I don't know for a fact because I'm not a scientist, but from a layman's observation, something is killing these ants. And it looks to me like someone has put insecticide on the ant mounds. And there's that many dead ants. I've been kind of an amateur scientist all my life. I've always been interested in nature, so I've always paid attention. And then I also was a beekeeper, and I was put out of business. I lost 29 colonies in one day, which totally devastated me, because I had 29 very healthy colonies ready to start gathering nectar. And the next day, I checked them, and every one of them was dead. And of course, the official version is they died from sudden colony collapse disorder. I think that's rather insane that right now we have young men and women falling over dead, and they're calling it sudden adult death syndrome. They always have some fancy name for it. Colony collapse syndrome. Sudden adult death syndrome. Can you catch the connection? You see the pattern? I do believe chemtrails killed by bees. And I do believe this death shot vaccine, this, this horrible thing that Bill Gates is pushing, is killing our population. And I've seen videos of what they're pulling out of the veins out of some of the people that died from the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccines. And they're pulling what looks like 
earthworms or rubber bands that are very elastic. And I'm talking strings that are really long. They're pulling them out of the veins and the arteries of these dead people. And so I don't know what to think about all of this other than we're being attacked every breath we take from the chemtrails. We're being attacked at the grocery store. We're being attacked at the gas station. We're being attacked with our property taxes. We're being attacked by the government, all the government agencies. And now you have police departments that say they're out of fuel so they can't go investigate a crime. And some police departments have now said they will no longer investigate rape. And we have flash gangs that are showing up doing all sorts of choplifting and things in the big cities. And in New York City, auto theft is up 54% this year. So we have problems, folks. I hate to spend the first half of the show just talking about trouble. But we have to acknowledge it and acknowledge we're under siege. Because the first step to solving any problem is to admit that there is a problem. And when I come back from the other side of the break, let's talk about some solutions. Thank you so much, Jim. And and I want to ask you, my audience, doesn't Jim Calhoun do an outstanding job? He has been a gift to me, a godsend at a time that I really needed help. And I didn't know where I was going to find the help. Jim takes the time to do the program and doesn't charge a penny for his time, his effort, and his work. He sends me the audio files and I put them together so they can be submitted for the broadcast. And the hours that he spends in preparation are hours that I get back to take care of a lot of things that need to be taken care of. Over the winter time. I was working on a transmitter project in Florida. Then we came up to prepare our place in Georgia to be sold, and we came up to spend time with family in Virginia. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, it appears that some of those plans are now on hold or about to be radically changed. And I'm still fighting a health issue, as I mentioned earlier. So I need your prayers for my health and healing. I need your prayers that God will give me leading and guidance and show the way where we need to be and how to be doing all that needs to be done. I know that ministry is always a part of what God has called me to do at this point in my life. I've been in the ordained ministry of over 25 years this summer. I want to thank you for listening and I want to also thank you for your financial support. If you can help keep us on the air, Would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And mail that check to Truth to Ponder, 5753. That's 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's our secure box, 3248. In Crestview, Florida... That's Crestview, one word, Florida. And the zip code, 32536. That's 32536. You can also visit our website to find out more. Truth, the number two, ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Pray for us. We need it now more than ever, and we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder 
with Bob Beerman. Disciples of the Second Coming. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. And when Messiah came to bring redemption, he didn't just bring redemption. He called disciples to have a part in it, to go with him to Jerusalem and then to spread the word of salvation to all the earth. Messiah called his disciples to have a key part in his first coming. So Messiah's coming again. And as believers, we speak a lot about the second coming, but there's something we miss. We have a part in it. In the same way the disciples had a part in the first coming, so he's called us to have a part in the second coming. The disciples helped prepare the way for Messiah in the first coming, so we're called to prepare the way for him in the second. Not that he needs us, but he's chosen to use us, just like he chose to use the donkey in his first coming. He chooses us to be part of ushering in the second. Now, are you just hanging out? You're trying to get by, or are you doing what you're supposed to be doing, preparing the way for his coming? The disciples prepared the way for the lamb who was to be slain, but we are to prepare the way for the lion who is to reign in glory. So how do you prepare for a lion? By proclaiming and honoring his kingship over everything, over our lives, our houses, our towns, our world, everything. To proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, the coming of the king, and to live as if he were already king because he already is. It's exciting. We have as much part in his coming as the disciples did 2,000 years ago. So don't just hang out or try to survive or get by or get so caught up in your problems that you miss the whole point. You're called to get beyond your problems, to prepare the way, to make the path straight. Prepare the way of the Lord, for a king is coming, and you are his disciple. You are the disciple of the lion, and you are his herald. Want more? Ask for the day of the lion. Now, listen, the free gift for you. The mystery of the temple doors that you'll love it in sapphires of the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus, special teachings, updates on Israel, world events and prophecy, and the secrets of strength and victory for every day of your life. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So, to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you might need to join me in bringing salvation to God's ancient nation, Israel, and to blanket the world with salvation. Imagine you could spread the gospel to all the nations. I mean, it's amazing. You can, but it's amazing. It's just like that. The farthest way you can ever blanket the earth with salvation. You can be part. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Alechem, prepare the way of the Lord, my friend, in Messiah, Adi Yehuda, the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is your guest host, Jim Calhoun, sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And Bob will be back tomorrow with another great episode of Truth to Ponder. I always really appreciate coming to the audience of Truth to Ponder. And I truly hope that people do get something from my episodes. Because I do my best to try to think things through. Now, sometimes I fall a bit short, but if I stimulate you to where you'll turn on your own thought process, I have no doubt that many of the listeners can come up with better ideas than what I have. 
but it has to start somewhere. And so therefore, I offer suggestions, and I really do hope that it does help somebody down the line. But more than that, I want to stimulate all the people who listen to this show to think for themselves and think outside the box and solve their own problems. Because as I state many times as I sit behind this microphone, there is no white knight coming to save us. We're going to have to save ourselves as far as the physical world. And I just thank God that he sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us, to save us spiritually. And I said on the second half of the show, I wanted to concentrate on ways we can fight back. Well, the ultimate way of fighting back is where I'm going to start. Prayer. Something as simple as prayer. I may say simple, but I should say powerful. Because the most powerful thing we can do is ask Almighty God to help us and to guide us and to see us through these hard times. There is no other force anywhere. There is no other way that we're going to get through this without the help of God. And so that's where we need to start. But it's also where we need to end. And everything in between needs to be prayer, more prayer, and more prayer. And faith that your prayers will be heard. You can't expect God to answer prayers that are against His will. And so I pray for strength, wisdom, guidance, and discernment. And I also pray that I act in the will of God. I want to be in His will. And I ask Him to show me what His will is. Now that's how I personally handle prayer. And I do have faith that God does hear my prayers. And I also know that God does answer prayers. And so everything else I'm going to say is secondary. Primary all the way through is prayers. Now let's talk about how we can get through this mess. First of all, as Americans, we're supposedly the land of the free and the home of the brave. Are we free? No. Our government has been co-opted by a coup by communists. Now you could say, well, that's a little strong. Look around. Our government has been taken over by communism. All of the censorship, all of the fact checkers, and then this new Department of Truth or whatever Biden wants to call it, is all from the old Soviet Union. It's all from the Politburo of the old Soviet days. So what we have is we have a group of people that want to have total control. They want to control everything about our life, and they want to keep us under surveillance. That's communism. And so we're not the land of the free. Not anymore. And what about the home of the brave? Honestly, I've got to say I haven't seen very much bravery. We have let illegal acts go for decades. I'm going to give you just a few quick examples. What happened at Waco was totally against the law. But our government broke the law. 
What happened at Ruby Ridge was totally against the law, but our government broke the law. The 2020 election was against all of our federal election laws, but yet that election was stolen. We've had illegal wars that have been undeclared. We've sent troops into harm's way that have nothing to do with protecting American interests, and that's against the law. We have had presidents act as emperors and dictators for the last several administrations. We have illegal executive orders. We have people that are not following their oath, people who are quote-unquote in power. And the Constitution is absolutely under assault. And so things that are unconstitutional should not be allowed, but yet they're allowed all the time. And what about this wild spending that our Congress seems to engage in? There's so many things illegal and unethical about what's happening. It would take a week's worth of shows just to chronicle it all. And so we've let that happen. Who has been brave? And think of Benghazi. What happened in Benghazi was totally obscene. And then you look at Hillary Clinton, what she's been able to get away with, how our non-justice system seems to have several tiers of justice. Everything is broken and broken badly and is broken by design. And so I, for one, this is just my opinion. I think it's time for us to be the home of the brave. It's time to be brave and stand up. Someone has to. I've decided I'm going to. That's why I started my radio show, and that's why I sit in for Bob Bierman. Now, I have friends that say, oh, man, you're putting a target on your back. You know what? I don't care. I love my country. I love my fellow citizens. Period. And I'm not going to sit here and stand by and do nothing while my brothers and sisters all across this great nation are being abused. And then I look across the oceans and I see my brothers and sisters in Great Britain and in France, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Canada, all over the planet being abused, all by the same entity that is controlled by Satan. So I've decided to be a Christian soldier and go to war against Satan and his powers. If that should cause me hardship later on, so be it. I've made up my mind. Now, I'm not trying to say, look at me, I'm so brave. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we all need to be brave. It's time to stand up and be counted. We can't sit by and just idly watch, piece by piece, our freedoms being ripped from us, our Bill of Rights being destroyed, our Constitution being trampled, our politicians doing illegal acts. Mandates that are coming from like the CDC. And who are they? They're a private corporation. The private corporations run this country as much or more than the elected officials. And also, are they really elected? Did anyone ever really get elected? Or is it all rigged? You can't convince me that everyone got elected honestly. Now, I know illegitimate Joe did not get elected honestly at all. And I think that whole group of people 
that put him in office are satanic criminals. But yet, as we let that happen and sit by and say, oh, that's horrible, they stole the election. Okay, now what are we going to do about it? You might say, well, what can we do? Well, we can stop complying. When they told everyone it was mandatory to wear a face covering, I said no, absolutely not, and I did not. And several other mandates they came up with, like social distancing and so forth and so on, has absolutely no basis in science. You cannot show me one honest science experiment or a report or study that proves that six feet is effective for anything. You can't find one study that's honest that will tell you the masks work. All that is is a method of showing the powers that be who they can and who they cannot control. And so first and foremost, be brave. Do not comply. They do not have our health in mind. These same people that claim to have our health in mind are the same people who are pushing abortion. They're the same politicians that are turning their back and letting all of these diseased people from the third world cross our southern border. These are the same people that are having these illegal aliens bust and also put on airplanes and flown and bust all over the United States. They're not vetting these people at all. They could be terrorists. They could be carrying tuberculosis. No one has a clue what's coming into this country. Does that sound like they're looking out for our health? There's no one in Washington, D.C. looking out for our health. Nobody. And there's nobody right now in Washington, D.C. that's honestly standing up for the United States of America. And so we have to be the land of the free and the home of the brave. We have to be brave. Because if we're not brave, we're never going to be free. If you're content being dictated to by a dictator, a communist dictator at that, if you're okay with that, if you're okay with bread lines and food shortages, if you're okay with fake vaccines and plagues that are unleashed upon the population to depopulate the planet, if you're okay with that, then you're listening to the wrong guy. Because I'm here to tell you right now that we are a nation of cowards. And I'm including myself in there too. Because all I'm doing is running my mouth. But we all need to do something. We need to do what we can to stop this avalanche that's communism, that's a dictatorship, where we're absolutely turning into slaves in our own country. Nothing is as it seems. Almost everything we're being told right now is a lie. And I, for one, am sick of it. And so that's the first thing we need to do. We need to become brave. If we're going to fight back, we have to do it out of bravery. And we have to do it out of love. Love for our fellow man. Love for our country. Love for our God. That has to be based in love, not in hate. But we have to be brave. I'm the age that I was fortunate enough to become very well acquainted with a whole bunch of World War I veterans. The Doughboys. These guys were absolutely phenomenal. As a young man, as a young child, and into my teens, I was around a wonderful group of World War I veterans. And almost all of them had life advice for me, and I listened. And then the World War II veterans, the sons of the World War I veterans, for the most part, 
even though there are people that served in both world wars. They also had a similar message. And to sum it up, the World War I vets told me that the United States was building everything on sand, on a foundation of sand. And it was a house of cards. And it was just a matter of time before it came apart at the seams and came crashing down. And so they kept telling me, boy, watch out. This is not the America that we remember. And so back in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, it was already turning onto this dark road that it's on right now. And these World War I veterans saw that, that whole generation, they saw that, and they were warning against it. But the mass media indoctrination, the public schools, how they're indoctrinating, rewriting history, all of the warnings from this generation, the World War I generation, fell on deaf ears. Then the World War II generation, when they came up into the age of where they were in power, they amplified that message of the World War I veterans. And you will notice that all of these shenanigans really started after the World War II generation, for the most part, had died off. They knew there was no way they could pull any of this junk with the World War II veterans still alive and functioning at a high level. And so they waited for time for this generation to pass. Then they made their move. And they made their move against the flower children of the 60s, the ones that tuned out and dropped out, and the drug addicted, and the ones who were indoctrinated and the ones that were yuppies, and the girly men, and the he-shes, and whatever you want to call them. They waited until they had our society so messed up that we really could not stand as a force like the World War I or World War II generation could stand. We don't have that ability. And just like the Revolutionary War was a very small percentage of the American population that, that actually fought for independence. As a matter of fact, in some areas, they were considered rebels, and they were definitely a minority. So we have to look at that brave generation that won us our freedom from Great Britain, and we need to emulate them, because they did what was right. They did what God put on their heart. And when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they knew they were signing their life away. They knew that was a death sentence. And John Hancock wanted to make sure that the King of England knew that he was against him, knew that he was for freedom. And so he scrawled his name big and bold. We all need to become John Hancock right now. We really do. Because if we don't, all we have in front of us is misery, hardship, and slavery. Bob Bierman has that song he plays every once in a while, Let's Take America Back. Well, let's not just listen to the song, folks. Let's do it. And the first two things we do is pray and not comply. Quit complying with things that are unconstitutional. Be brave. Now, they're trying to run us out of food. Since a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the attacks that we're seeing on our food processing facilities. There's been two or three more. And then right now, the longshoremen out on the West Coast are planning on going on strike. And also in California, 
a big pork processing plant is closing its doors. And then we have an oil refinery that is scheduled to be shut down because it's so old. And there's not another refinery in sight. There's no, none in the works. There's no plans to make one or anything. And so we're going the wrong direction really fast. And so another way we can fight back is make sure that you have food. I know I say this a lot, but I mean it. I'm acquainted with a listener, both the Truth to Ponder and to my show, and she came to one of my music shows today. And her name is Catherine, and she's a wonderful lady. And she's been listening to my show, talking about foraging. And she's been canning lamb's quarter. And she's canned a whole bunch of it. And so she's going out and foraging. She's treating the plants that she's finding just as she would any other vegetable. So she's canning it, I would imagine, just like spinach. And she's laying back a supply. Now, why is that important? Well, for two reasons. Number one, you know where the food came from. It has no insecticides. It has no GMO. It's totally organic. And it's also very healthy. Lamb's quarter is extremely healthy for you. And also, it's free. It grows everywhere. All you have to do is put in some sweat equity, and then you're fine. We have to have that spirit that we're going to fend for ourselves. Now, if you don't have the luxury of going out and foraging, and you don't have any food saved back, I've got to tell you right now that the studies that I have done this last week absolutely have me worried. It seems to me like they're really trying to cause a worldwide famine. And if that does happen, I don't think the famine will hit the United States, but the price hikes will. And the price of fuel's not coming down anytime soon, maybe ever. And then the people with the electric cars that a lot of them are kind of smug, saying, well, I have an electric car, I don't buy gas. Well, wait till the brownouts and the blackouts, then what are you going to do? We're all in this, folks, whether you drive a gas burner, a diesel, electric, it doesn't make any difference. You're still a target. They're still going to try to cause us hardship. All of this is to discourage us because people who are discouraged are much easier to control. And that's what this is all about. And so if you don't have any food, every time you use something, let's say a can of corn, when you go to the grocery store, replace that can plus two extra. Now it's going to cost you a little bit more, but instead of filling your grocery cart with a whole bunch of things, Fill your grocery cart with things that you already know you're going to eat. And so if in a week's time you use, let's say, 10 cans of vegetables, well, when you go in, buy 30 cans. Now, like I say, it's going to cost you a little bit of money. But if you do that for two or three times that you go shopping, then all of a sudden you're going to have at least a month's supply of food. And I'm going to say right now that my personal opinion is that you have to have a year's supply of food. And I really am serious about this. From what I've been reading, this is going to get worse, and it's going to stay bad. And with Japan now flirting with at least joining NATO in some capacity, and also South Korea, they just upped the stakes of World War III. There's too many countries getting involved trying to protect a corrupt government in Ukraine 
that the only reason that there's any interest in Ukraine at all is because all of these Western countries launder money through Ukraine. I have done study after study after study, and the money that's been laundered through that place is absolutely crazy. And the people getting rich off of a puppet country like Ukraine is criminal because they're all criminals. And getting back to the food, if you have a month's supply already, every time you use a can, buy two instead of three. You don't have to push quite so hard. And if you have a year's supply of food, every time you use something, you simply replace it. And you replace it as soon as you can. And so you keep that year's supply. And if you want to have a little bit of extra insurance, go ahead and buy one extra can for a month. And then you'll have an extra month's worth of food. Then you'll have 13 months of food. Then it'll give you a little bit more of a window. Now, the reason I say a year is because I think you're going to have to last until the next growing season to where you can go out and forage. Do I think it's going to get that bad? I'm not sure. But I can tell you this. It sure could. The housing bubble's going to burst. I see the cryptocurrency is going the wrong direction. The stock market, the NASDAQ, all of that's going the wrong direction. Our country's going the wrong direction. We have inept, corrupt people all the way through government. We have medical tyranny. We have government tyranny. We have all sorts of things going wrong right now. So you have to take care of yourself. But if you get anything out of this show, I want you to be brave. You have to be brave. I want you to pray. I want you to act. If God puts it on your heart to act, then act. But act in love, not in hate. And everything you do, do it with strength. I really appreciate Bob Beerman allowing me to sit in today again and be a guest host on Truth to Ponder. I really appreciate it. And if you would like to bless Truth to Ponder and help it grow, then please consider a donation. And you can donate by money order or check. And you'd make the check out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And you would mail to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North. Number 3248. 3248. In Crestview, one word. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. And your donations are greatly appreciated. And again, I truly appreciate you listening. And so until next time, be safe, be strong, be brave. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.